Welcome to the Hunter's Hub and a happy new year because it is January 1st. Immediately. What's the what's the one for? Oh, oh, okay. I'm just you had your your finger up to your lips like shush, shush, <laughs> Fortuan. No. There's things happening. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Um, so this is uh, Fortuan with, uh, like I said, the Hunter's Hub podcast. We are a video game podcast that ta- that was born of the Boss Hunter community, but we continue to talk about other games. So, joining us, co-host Sasha. How you doing tonight? Hey, folks. Just a quick interlude here. Um, Sasha had a technical issue with uh, our recording software, so she'll be jumping in after a bit. So you'll hear a little bit of dead space. Yes. Yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes that we do as we talk about like all of the games of the previous year that we enjoyed and one that we didn't enjoy, although I have three, which I will only rant about <clears throat> one, I swear. I will quickly mention two and I will rant about one. Um, and then, um, Ace, uh, welcome back. Hi. And happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. Happy New Year. Thanks. Uh, it's been great so far. I just got a second date on New Year's Day. Nice. Cool. Uh, our first date was three years ago, though, so it's just a bit of a reconnection thing. It's a bit... Interesting. So we'll see. We'll see. Um... It totally ended because it was my fault, 100%. So, I feel like I'm I'm good now. <laughs> mm. I got scared. She was, like, super into me, and I was like, okay. Um, not in a bad way. It was just the first date I had been on since the divorce, so I, I panicked. Mm. <laughs> I mean, fair. So, it was my fault, 100%. So, um... We're going to talk about the, our games of the year. Um, so the way we're going to do this, and we talked about this a little bit. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but we're going to do 5-4, and then honorable <clears> mention, <throat> and then 3-2, and then completely cut all all build up and do a dishonorable mention, and do number one, and end on a positive note. Okay. So these are indeed ranked people. Normally when we talk about games, we don't rank them because that's a lot of thought. But like, this is the one where we do indeed rank our favorites. Um, so we will uh, we will get right to, right to it. I'll go last. Um, so I'll have Sasha, you go first, if that's okay. Okay, you just snapped your fingers. I was like, what is he doing? He has his face like he's going to do something naughty. <laughs> I mean... Generally, you should be afraid of that, I guess. You can be a troll, yes. Mm-hmm. It has happened. Okay, so I'm going yeah, first, yeah. yeah? So you're, you're number five okay. for the year of 2021. Okay, so my number five is probably the oldest game on this list. Okay. Um, and it's... It's the only computer game I think that I put like some significant time into this year. Okay. Um, it's, it is Shadow Run Returns. Oh, which came the out strategy RPG. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, this one came out in 2013, which I had bought it. I think probably sometime shortly after that on Steam, and it just been sitting in my Steam library collecting Cyber Dust. So. 
I decided to play it. I played as a shaman, um, which isn't like your traditional shaman class, like you would think in like WoW or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, had like it did have, I think, like some crowd control things, which is the only common element. Sure, but um, I wanted to play it again as a Decker class, which goes really more deep into the like cyberpunk elements of this game. Mm. Um, there are aspects of the game I was not able to unlock because I couldn't get into the areas because you had to be a Decker or have a Decker in your class. So it is a lot more, it does have some replayability, but Shadowrun Returns started off as like a, Hey, you're going to solve this crime of who murdered your friend. And then it turned into, there are aliens taking over the world and, you have to stop this cult. Oh, pretty cool. okay. Yeah. That is, that yeah. is some raising the stakes there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am pretty sure I actually own this game on GOG and it's on my list of eventually to play. Um, I, I have run. So like uh, I was saying before the show, I beat a lot of games this week with some, I, I, it, it's been weird. I've had less time to play games than normal during the holiday season because I've been working more than ever this holiday season. Like we had a bunch of projects just pile up at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, well, not, not new year's Eve, but before new year's Eve is usually a holiday for us. Um, I do believe I clocked nine hours of work that day. That's really so, good. And my fingers hurt because it was all wiring. So, like, twisting copper wire and stuff, like, all day. It, it was not fun. But, so Shadowrun returns. Um, I wish I had played this game already. I have been told very good things. Um, so, uh, so it's pretty cool. Uh, there's also, I guess, a bunch of mods mm-hmm. um, for more campaigns beyond the one that comes standard and then the Shadowrun Hong Kong I think is a pretty much just exact same game engine new campaign some brushed up graphics yeah I think that um, Shadowrun Shadowrun Returns and Hong Kong were on sale at one point and I picked them up in a bundle I think that's what I did I don't know I feel like that's what I did too because I have all three of them in my Steam library. Yeah, yeah. Mine was on GOG, and it was last year, I think. I think I actually did it last year. So, but I never played it, so I just it's sitting in my queue. My uh, my first like old game to go back to right now is actually a Far Cry Blood Dragon that uh, Pan has suggested to me so much to play. So, um, we'll get there eventually. Um. So I, I wish I could say more about Shadowrun. I've never played it. All I know is it's a strategy RPG. Any experience with that, uh, Ace? Nope. Well, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, is it permadeath stuff like XCOM, or is it more forgiving? Uh, it. I don't know because I I think I got lucky. Okay my first run through and nobody nobody uh died oh so, so you don't know so i don't know So a bit of a humble flex there okay 
a little bit. <laughs> okay. I'm not as good at wasteland though. I'll tell you that. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, so Ace, uh, keep us going. What's your what's your number five for 2021? Uh, number five. We'll just get the obvious one out of the way. Would be Monster Hunter Rise. Really, you had four games above Rise. That's interesting. Well, not necessarily in terms of like how much I like them, but just to get the obvious one out of the way. Sure. Okay. All right. You know, these are specifically ranked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're not supposed so much to be. for me. <laughs> okay. But I don't want to do okay. that. I want to. I want to throw a monkey wrench into your machine and watch it sputter and smoke and shoot out sparks. All right. Sure. So, Monster Hunter Rise, the obvious one out of the way. Uh, how many hours did you put in it? Uh, I'm pretty sure it said I had like upwards of 300. I think. I believe it. I was at 346 <clears throat> on the Nintendo end of year report. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know if you saw mine, but it had Monster Hunter Rise, Monster Hunter Generations, Monster Hunter Stories 2 as my top three. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. I forget what my number two was. But I know my number three was Minecraft, and I was like, I hate this so much. (laughs) I hate that this showed up so much. But it was specifically with the girls, so I can't, I can't. I can't say, oh, I hated playing with my girls, like, the most on my Switch, you know, appear, appearing this year. I can't say that part of it. I just don't like Minecraft. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, but yeah, so Monster Hunter Rise, uh, we have said a lot about this game over the over 2021. And mm-hmm. we will continue to say so much because of Sunbreak. Um, it might be on Sasha's list to play at some point, especially... Hopefully for some break. You know, I almost bought it again. It's on sale for a couple more days. It is is so newcomer friendly, especially with the wire bugs. They get you out of so many situations. Play the game. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what that means, but I trust you. It's like a grappling hook that doesn't have to hook onto anything. You Mm -hmm. throw a bug out and the bug is the grappling hook and it pulls you away. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And you so, can ninja like run up walls and shit. Yeah. But without the context of knowing you couldn't do that before, that doesn't really help. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more mobility in this. It sounds like as, as, sounds like it solves a lot for, of problems in exploration. As 4-1 has it, expressed it uh, displeasure for, you used to have to press a button and jump up on the ledge and then pull yourself up. Oh my gosh. I, when we went back and played three ultimate, it still hurts so bad because it's like run up to ledge, run up, huh? And then it is, it's a max of, it's like, it just jumps to the max. It doesn't matter where the ledge is in the game. You jump up to the max and then just sort of clip down to wherever the ledge is and then slowly pull yourself up. Like, Hi. like you're my, my weight. <laughs> And somehow able to pull my weight up over the, the ledge. It is it is long. It is a long animation. And in Rise, it's like, whoop, wire bug up. I'm already up there. Let's keep going. The momentum is so much better. I need you, girl. What? 
said hi needy girl because we're watching oh. uh, watching this one and she is one of the neediest puppers of all time gotcha yeah i was like what did you call me a needy girl for wanting momentum in the movement i don't <laughs> i mean why not sure <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you uh so uh number five for ace is monster hunter rise okay um yeah it's an amazing monster hunter game people should play it everyone should play it most people who are listening have probably played it uh so all right um so my number five i played it on pc is currently on switch it is on other systems as well it is a retro fps called dusk this game is fun um so it's kind of it's weird because it's it's like quake like original quake level graphics um but it's a really just fast-paced like action first-person shooter in those days of like sort of like quake movement bunny hopping and that kind of stuff i don't didn't do a lot of bunny hopping because i didn't play those kind of games i was more of a doom sort of feet on the ground player because you can't jump in doom um this game was really fun it's really creepy you got to do stuff like fight like wendigos and like uh there's like factories it's really weird it's like imagine if you were like in russia with a cornfield like it's just like like dystopian russia with a cornfield like there's people Mm -hmm. with gas masks and it's it's actually kind of a creepy game and the final boss fight um not the final boss fight there's there's like a like a and like an antagonist that's throughout the whole game and i legit like so have you ever seen something that you just look at it and you're like sudden cold chill i haven't had that in a game usually in a long time but i was exploring a room looking for ammo and stuff and i turned out look at this painting and it's just this guy's face there and it's a very creepy looking face but it's like right there in your face and like whole body cold chill just like ugh the creeps like i've not had that in a long time playing a game just looking at that painting and it's weird because it's super pixelated and it looks terrible but it was still super creepy looking mm-hmm. like um only to find out i had to fight that guy like 20 minutes later which <laughs> didn't feel as terrible because you know he's you know fightable i guess like you, you know like when something's creepy and you have to confront it, it stops being creepy. But I don't know. There was there was something about that game. Like I'd heard a lot of great things about its level design, its fast paced, just shooting and action. And I agree with all the praises that people gave it. Um, I had been holding out to to make it a bickering bucks episode, um, but I was just like, you know what? I'm no, I'm just gonna play it. And I did, and I loved it, and I. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. It just, it's not super expensive. It's a great game. Um, it's got cool weapons. Um, I particularly like, there's like a, like they have a hunting rifle, but like it loads faster than any hunting rifle should ever. So it's like ping, ping. It's like, oh, that feels fun. Like it feels like just fun, like an old school shooter. And it's great. Mm-hmm. 
got some really creepy stuff. There's a level level where the tornado, and it's just like, hey, you're out in this field, and there's a tornado, and it's just like, where do you go? And I finally figured it out because the tornado follows you, and you actually had to trick the tornado into tearing down the church because there's like a secret base underneath the church, so like it dissipates once it hits the church or something like that. It was like, okay, this is weird. But it's not like, oh, hey, like little skinny tornado kind of thing. It's like, no, it takes up like you have to look far left and far right to see the edges of it. Like it's massive. And you're like, ah, uh, what do I do? <laughs> it's very like it's a it's an experience of a game. Um, so, yeah, Dusk. Uh, it is available on Switch, but I played it on GOG. Uh, so PC, I do believe it's on PlayStation and Xbox as well. So there you go, Dusk. It's my number five. So Sasha, you're number four. Um, my number four is the beautiful Katamari reroll. Um, this is my, I guess, my Minecraft of my list because it is the the game that I played the most with my kid. Yeah. Um, she loves it. She she'll ask just to watch the opening scene. Um like where they sing the Katamari song and it's like a fever dream and all the like, yep. And there's like elephants and hot air balloons and pizza and random shit all over the place. Yep. And yep. Yep. So we have to parade around the house. I, you know, I always found the King creepy just because of how large he is. And like when you make him angry in the game, it is legit scary. Sometimes He's just rude to me pretty much all the time. Um, I didn't I didn't realize that he wasn't rude until I started to get very good at Katamari. And then he's like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest. I I could cry. Yeah. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> um, yeah. It is, it is scary, though. We were playing one day, and she kept asking me to turn it up. And I was playing like a level where you go through the the city and i started picking up people and they're just screaming like "Ah, ah, ah," (laughs) freaking out my husband's in the kitchen he's like what are you doing what what is happening in there yeah just big hugs with all of the all the people in the street don't worry babe i'm doing katamari things yeah (laughs) so i've gotten I've gotten through a lot of that game. I'm at about 94% of picking up all of the objects. I have, I think, like three named items left mm. on the list. So I'm at the point now where I, I probably could just look at the master list and identify what I need and where to go. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I have left to do in the game. I got all of the king's gifts, and there was a rage-inducing level. Um one that it took me maybe like a week because I would I would like stop after about twenty minutes of failure of like I can't I can't do this anymore I'm gonna break the controller I can't was it one of those oh, ones where you have man. to like pick up the specific item and not pick up any of the other ones yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's a cow level yeah. and I think it's cows and there's all these little Yes, it is cows. There's these little fucking cows on the roof, and you have to, like, spin your katamari and launch off a ramp and catch this thing that's being suspended by a balloon, and you have to do it perfectly. And if you don't, 
um, there's a bunch of like little cows in front of the ramp. So you have to like wait for them to walk around and not walk into you. <laughs> and then if you miss the Katamari uh, present, you drop into the playground area that's filled with fucking cows. Mm-hmm. So you just automatically fail immediately. So um, I gave myself like a 20 minute limit of like, if you don't get it in 20 minutes, just try again tomorrow. And when I finally did it, I'm like, oh my God, yes. And my daughter's like, yay, we did it. And I'm like, yes, now we're never playing this game again. Turn it off. We're done. Well, that's when you just do the, uh, that's when you just do the eternal version. So that you can just listen to the. You know, just like walk on the, on the earth. Like the eternal clear the moon after you're done. The eternal version on because re-roll is the original one. It's actually very underwhelming because you end up just being in an empty ocean eventually. Yeah, it's like you're picking up small clouds every once in a while. This is like no, because the eternal version in Katamari Forever, you get to like roll up the Milky Way galaxy eventually. <laughs> like you're actually rolling up like whole galaxies. <laughs> it's like this feels awesome. Like, but when you're just like the size of like a state. And, like, basically that's it. And you're like, oh, okay. That, which, I mean, that sounds massive when I say it that way. But, I mean, in Katamari senses, that's not a ton. Um, yeah, because, like, I, I don't remember which one it was. But I do remember being like, hey, wasn't I supposed to start, like, rolling up, like, countries at this point? Because, it, like, it actually will just roll up, like, here's Turkey. And here's uk and you'll just like even if it's separated you'll like pick up like um like if you pick up like michigan it has like both the glove and the little spike (laughs) (laughs) not even attached (laughs) oh man i i love katamari logic it's a good game though it's really good so that was a big part of your year. Okay. So, so Ace, what's your... I'll say next one, since you haven't ranked them. Well, now it's sort of sort of ranked. I just wanted okay. to get the easy sure. one out of the way. Uh, so, sure. number four would be Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. So, it was okay. the expanded edition the where you get a little one. bit more backstory for each of the girls through uh, sort of little side stories that you get to play through. Okay. Now, is it just as creepy and fucked up as the main story? Or is it just like, hey, just a little bit more about this character? It more so goes into, like, their personalities and stuff like that. And why, like, okay. the their girls have such a bond when you join the literature club. So then, legit uh, backstory. Yeah. <laughs> Because you sort of they're they're manipulated. You yeah, because in the game you sort of get like little breadcrumbs as to like their personality types and stuff like that, but you don't get Mm -hmm. too much experience with it. Um, But in the in the little side stories, you get a little bit more with it before you go and play the creepy if you so choose to. Yeah, no, that game. You ever ever seen that game, Uh, Sasha? Doki Doki Literature Club. It's on sale right now. I almost bought it. it. I was looking at it. Super creepy. Super. I might. 
I might. Buy it, play it, and I then... I was specifically looking for creepy games. Buy it. Yeah, there's... Oh. The, I only watched it on YouTube, because I'm not going to play that at all. Come on, Fort Watch. Play it. No. I am not. Although, I had a... I had... What was the name of that game? I can't remember. It's on my desktop. I'd have to look it up. But I, there was that dating sim that was on my my uh, list last year. Mm-hmm. The one about uh, being at a differently abled school. Um, that one was really good. But, like, it was a legit dating sim. It was not creepy. It was not a creepy twist. It was just <laughs> people learning how to be people. Just sort of like a slice of life thing. And it was actually really poignant and awesome. So, Sasha, get the game, play it. And then watch the Game Grumps play it. Because Dan just went through the ringer on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That poor guy. Okay. That, that guy freaked out. He did. His life changed forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's how... I was watching a compilation of it, and uh, they put... Every time, like a little bit of foreshadowing would take place, they'd pop up a timer and be like, Dan's life changes in X hours, X minutes, and X seconds. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So, Doki Doki Literature Club. All right. Um, so, this, this number four for me, I actually very recently played this. I talked about I finished a lot of games recently. This had to go on the list. Um, we actually talked about this a little bit at the Game Awards, um, and I had it when, when uh, I hadn't played it until recently, even though I had it during the Game Awards and never touched it, uh, Kenna and the Bridge of Spirits mm-hmm. um, for the PS5, which was technically an indie game, which because it won Best uh, Indie Game of the Year. Um, it's downright amazing. Like, it's... I thought it was just going to straight up be like a platformer. Um, like, you know, like, uh, not necessarily Mario 64, but you know, some of that thing where they tried to add more story into platformers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Um, maybe ratchet and clank or something like that along those lines. That's kind of what I was expecting. It's just like, Oh, you know, like a light fantasy thing. It's not really that, um, it's a lot more like battle oriented than I thought it was going to be. Um, platforming is certainly a thing, but it takes a lot. Uh, it's a lot more on the both puzzle solving and just combat. Um, and it's very heavy on the story too. And it's actually really cool because you are, the premise is that you are sort of like a sage or a seer or whatever, a very young one and someone who helps spirits move on. Um, like just move on to the afterlife and spirits who have become corrupted. You kind of have to fight to sort of like calm them down or whatever. And it's all about a story about how this village who was connected, uh, to this mountain shrine, um, started to die. The village just started, it stopped getting like the food crops were, having troubles uh it was hard to get like help it was hard to get food they're kind of stranded on their own and so 
it's it's a story about the tragedy of the town and the lengths in which the citizens uh and specifically the leader of the chief of the village went to to sort of save the lives of the tribe and ended up becoming sort of corrupted in the process and sort of like it's it's really cool because it's a game about spirit spirituality and healing a lot of the time even though it's very combat oriented and stuff it's like very cognizant of people's like stories and feelings and them like sort of moving on and letting go it was very much about obviously about death too since you're dealing with a lot of spirits um it was very like it was a lot more in depth on like the emotions than i thought it was going to be uh it was really good like there's no other way to put it like it was just really good like like there's I, it's hard to talk about anything being specific without some heavy spoilers too, because it's just like some of the moments are actually like, Holy cow, what, what happened? And how are you fixing this? And it's got some great, great puzzle solving. And of course it's got these cute little spirit things you collect that help you. They're called rot, which I thought was weird. It's like hmm. rot, like, like something is rotting. Yes, indeed. But little rot spirits, they're just like these derpy little things with these like toothy smiles that are like, "Hey, I'm here to help." Um, it's a, and like I said, the, the combat's really good. It's really in depth. Um, I looked at the viability of platinum the game. It's not that bad. Uh, I don't think I will be doing it, um, but I certainly did some completion aspects. Like I certainly, like I definitely want to do this just because of the story. I definitely want to. Cause you can, there's optional places to heal the corruption. Like you don't have to do it everywhere. I was like, no, I'm going to do that everywhere. Cause I feel like role playing wise, I feel like that's the right thing to do. Um, so it was really cool. Really cool, fun game. It wasn't that long either. I don't think, um, it took me less than a week, um, to beat. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think the majority of that play was like on Christmas day. Cause even though I had like a crazy, like week like christmas week and eve and stuff like christmas day itself specifically was pretty relaxed mm -hmm. so Ours uh, was yeah it was... no that was the football game right that was the day of the game yeah and yeah, we had uh plans before during and after that all got pushed back because of the early plans oh my gosh i mean our plans Christmas Day after was to go see Matrix and Spider-Man, and we only saw Spider-Man because I was like, I am just too emotionally exhausted after Spider-Man to stay out <laughs> another four hours for the Matrix and possibly not like it. So I'm just going to go home. Just just get H HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. I have HBO. I have it. Um, so I, I, I will watch it possibly at some point when I... <laughs> not catching up on a ton of games. Um, so yeah, uh, Canada and the bridge of spirits. Really cool. I think it's PlayStation five exclusive, unfortunately for Sasha, but really sound like my style of game. Okay. But sounds interesting. It sounds like similar themes to spirit fair. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit more of like a, an action platforming version of something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so now we will do our honorable mention just to sort of mix it up on the countdown. Um, so Sasha, what, what, what do you, what quite didn't make your list this year, but you still appreciated? Um, I'm going to lump together two games cause they're basically, I mean, I'm not going to say they're basically the same game. Um, they're just, they're both Pokemon games. Sure. Um, okay. Pokemon moon and Pokemon diamond, um, are getting honorable mentions for me, uh, because I, I have not really like committed. I haven't committed to either, um, game this year. I've sat down, I've played them. I'll, I'll like play for a couple of hours and then I won't touch it for mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. I think I haven't played moon in probably like four or five months. Um, I got, I think I got my Umbreon and then I saved it and mm. just stopped. Um, oh no, I also got my Crobat. I mean, mm. And then, uh, that four or five months is better than I my just four got or five diamond. years. Hey, that that is what I did though. I got moon. I got moon when it first came out. I mm-hmm. played for like four hours, saved it, shut off my Nintendo DS, put it in a drawer, and didn't touch it for years. <laughs> it happens that way yep. sometimes. Yeah, and then I just got Diamond. I haven't really put a ton of time into it. I am working on a Crobat though. Mm, okay. Nice. Yeah. Now, Cro- so, is Crobat one of the ones you have to trade for as well? No. Crobat has to love you. Uh, and then the key to this is also trying to get your Crobat to love you really early. Because if it levels up, like it evolves earlier, then it's it gets that like stat multiplier a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. So okay. it'll be a better Pokemon in the long run okay. the sooner that it evolves. So, been babying it. Don't want to let it get knocked out. Keep it in the first slot. Soothe Bell, if you got it. I don't have it yet. It's very, very early. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I have one badge. I haven't, I've just been messing around. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that's why they got the honorable mention. I'm not like, I'm not committed to getting through the game. I'm just just messing around for fun okay so uh so ace uh what didn't quite hit your your top five this year uh well it's one that actually came out recently um Mm -hmm. i haven't been able to play it yet i haven't gotten it yet but it looks very interesting just from what i've seen from other youtubers playing it uh five nights at freddy's security breach Oh. Have you seen that one yet? Another another horror game. I've heard of it. Uh, so it's completely different from like the standard Five Nights at Freddy's. Because okay. you're not you're not just sitting in a chair in an office managing vents and lights Closing and doors. Stuff like that. Yeah. You're actually a kid wandering around like a giant mega Chuck E. Cheese. So mm-hmm. it's like an actual open open world ish building complex that you're walking through. Okay. So, I mean, just from, just from the footage that I've seen, uh, 
it definitely looks very interesting and um jack was interested in 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 it and then i started watching stuff on it and i'm like but now i want to play it Mm -hmm. i don't need you to play it i'll play it you can watch me (laughs) (laughs) oh boy that's hilarious so yeah okay so did you put a lot of time into it in the short amount of time it's been out i haven't played it yet but oh okay but i very much want to and it looks very good um they i will also note that they automated a lot of the things so there's even like wet floor sign robots that have little derpy heads that like follow you and they make like almost like a buzzing noise um Mm. and then there's also like security like general security bots that just loop around but there's one type of it that's called a map bot and it'll jump scare the shit out of you and be like take a map and then apparently uh my coworker Jaden told me that uh if you don't take the map it'll just follow you around holding out a map being like take a map take a map I can and see how just, that could be scary. And it just yeah. won't leave you until you take the map. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Now, I hadn't looked into this one. You know, I knew Five Nights from Freddy's uh, from, like, the the YouTube uh, scene that it had, especially when it first came out. Actually, a bit of a funny story with that. Um... So when when we were in the hospital for Cece being born in 2014 is really when that hit October time 2014 is like a kind of like the height of the early buzz for that game uh, if I remember correctly mm-hmm. and we got back after the hospital which was like I felt like a year between me going in and coming out of that hospital because uh i think i told you before but Cece was a 65 hour labor so like we were in the hospital for like several days yeah three days three days solid like it was it was bad um so we came back and uh i don't know if you you remember the completionist but like that's when his original partner, the completionist left mm-hmm. and everyone was doing five nights and Freddy's and like my whole gaming world on YouTube flipped upside down. What I like between in that week <laughs> that like, it felt like that I was gone. I was just like, mm-hmm. what went on? And everyone was playing five nights at Freddy's. And I was like, what is this game? And then of course, uh, I guess it was uh, based on like the real Chuck E. Cheese murders that sort of happened. So like, it was like, Oh no, like what is going on here? So it was, yeah, it was like, it was crazy. So yeah. So what was it called? After, after party? No. Five nights at Friday's security breach. Security breach. I don't know what after party is. That might be a Sims pack. (laughs) Maybe that I'm thinking of. So, okay, security breach, and you actually... And I, I like how they're changing up the gameplay, too, because honestly, I would never play Five Nights at Freddy's the standard way, like the, the old games were, because I was like, that doesn't yeah. look fun. That yeah, looks like just stress on a stick. 
Yeah, you're just, in no. you're in first person as like a ten year old boy or something like that. Um, and uh, Freddy, Freddy is sort of like your companion through the game, and he actually has mm. like a chest bay that opens up that you can hide in to avoid certain like characters and stuff like that. Um, like the like the duck or whatever whatever her name is. Uh, there's a chicken, Chica. Uh, Chica, but there, is, there you go. There is a far creepier, I would say, character that they added the to fox? the game. No. Oh. There uh, is a sun and moon character that uh, is like the animatronic of the daycare. And there is a mm-hmm. horrible sequence that you have to go through with that. Hmm. And, I uh, might I might do the usual thing with this and look at it on YouTube, because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not my kind of thing. Yeah, he's got like a he's got like a really sinister sounding voice that gets sort of like that warbly electronic noise. Oh, okay, okay, huh. Okay, so Security Breach. What is, what, is, what is this on that you're going to be playing it on? Uh, it's on PS5 and I'm pretty sure Xbox and PC and everything else pretty much. Okay, so all the powerful modern systems. Is it mm-hmm. is it on Switch or no? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't been on this the eShop in a while. Okay. I was on the eShop a lot. I got a lot of eShop cards for Christmas. I'm not kidding. Like Nice. I ended up buying talisman the digital edition and all the expansions that was fun i love playing board games digitally it makes things so much faster <laughs> i mean yeah monopoly is a breeze sometimes oh yeah i love monopoly on the switch um i hate playing it in person because the money handling is just a nightmare mm-hmm. but um okay so uh, as i said for my honorable mentions i have three um because i just could not fit all the ones, and I, but I'm only going to talk about one, and I'm going to rant about one. Uh, reason why I won't talk about the other two, um, there's not much to say as to why I hate them, other than it's pretty quick. Uh, Naruto Boy, the biggest piece of shit game I have ever played in my life. Um, if you want to hear my opinions on it in a longer form, we did a Bickering Bucks episode on this thing. I think it's our worst rated Bickering Bucks game it probably ever in the history of the show and it happened this year it is uh literally the episode is called retrograding fun it is a retro style castle uh metroidvania except it has none of the cool things of a metroidvania it just has all the backtracking with terrible combat and no upgrading at all <laughs> like it's just it's a shit show of a game. I'm it's sorry Sasha. to the developers if they really put a lot of heart and soul into this, but do better. Like, it was bad. <laughs> a couple weeks um, after the episode, Sasha, I sent Fortuna Link to uh, Limited Run because they 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 released a, a Naruto Boy series of stuff. <laughs> oh. I was like, hey, you can get this. No. No, 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 no. Uh, the other one is Just Cause 4. I love the Just Cause series. Uh, Just Cause just 3. Re- 
Yeah, just cause. Uh, just cause. Um, I loved two and three. Um, they changed everything about four. Like not like none of the none of the fun just roaming around and blowing shit up is there. It's all mission now, and I'm like, oh no, oh I don't like this at all. And despite it being a, me playing the PlayStation Four game on PS Five, the load times were still atrocious, like five six minutes to start up the game. Like hmm. I am, and that's what I hated about three. So, yeah, just no, don't just cause four sucks, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and our last one is actually, in by in truth, normally a decent game, but it caused me to have such a freaking headache and a rant over it. Uh, and this is the one that I am going to stick on today, which I'm sorry, Ace, I'm gonna say it Monster Hunter Stories 2. The protagonist is such a douchebag that I cannot stand it. I cannot. <laughs> the the cat talking for you, like everything about that. The the protagonist not talking and the cat talking for you, and you just smiling and nodding like a stupid idiot in the game all the time. Yeah, I think I might have Sasha. You might have heard this before. Before Twan, if you don't have donuts, how do you not go nuts? You know what? (laughs) This game did make me go nuts, (laughs) and then I had to go get some donuts to calm myself down because the 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 lack of social skills that your character has is just insane. And it made me angry at the end of the game. Very angry when your character audibly speaks the name Ratha. Like it's supposed to be some glorious thing that he finally says his name. He's like, Ratha. And it's like, you could talk the whole time. What the fuck? (laughs) You're just an asshole. (laughs) They do that just to make it more relatable to you. It may or may not be a bad it. decision, but it's what they chose it. to do. I, and they did that in the first game, it. too. I know they did, and I hated it then. And, and of course, then there's all this Twitter stuff, and we will get, uh, we're not going to get into it, but then all the stuff about the eggs came because <laughs> of this game. So, um, Sasha, you probably have no idea what we're talking about when we talk about eggs, but oh, there's... I love, I love. No, and I, I saw that, I saw I that, that the other how day in the, the monster chat. Hunter I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? 2021, just. Oh my gosh! So, okay, Monster <laughs> Hunter has this race of people called the Wyverians, right? Supposedly descendants from Wyverns, and they are the quintessential, essentially elves in the series. So they are very humanoid, uh, except the fact they have three fingers and they have hooves. That's like the only difference. Otherwise, and pointed Hoof, ears. They hooves look like slash elves. clawed feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're not they're obviously not humans, but they're extremely humanoid. And then, um, someone on Twitter, I think it was Bandelgaikris, just just started. Or if he wasn't the originator, he was very close to the originator of this this question. Is like. Do they lay eggs or give live birth? And it became a thing. 
Like it became like a thing because people want to waifu the Wyvarians for some reason. This sounds like Argonian stuff as well. Yeah. The less the Argonian maiden. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't. A lot of people are like, why are we doing this? And some people are like, but my waifu, I can't. But I want to imagine that we're not. And then I, I, some people are assuming they they breed like fish for some reason, I guess, now. And it's just like, wh- why are we getting into I this? I seen that one. That's hilarious. And I'm like. Well, what if they're like like a platypus and it, like you expect it's an egg, but it's live birth, right? Maybe. What yeah. if they, <laughs> I think so. What if they reproduce yeah. like a sponge by budding? Just you get a, you just get a smaller Hinoa a smaller, a smaller you just budding off of your shoulder, and eventually just falls off, and that's your kid. But going back to the like the fish thing, now are they like little tiny eggs that they're just gonna like spread out and wait to be fertilized, or are they like do they see, just like like a see, couple I of had, large eggs? Or I went down, I went down the dark side of this theory in my head, and I was like. What if they do give birth by eggs, but the uh, eggs are the dango that our characters have been eating the whole time? And now that you've the said dango the fish that rise, yeah. Because you've said the fish eggs, and fish eggs are normally like very spherical. What if the dango yeah. that we eat is actually the eggs? I don't know. I don't I don't know what to think about that question, Ace. I have I have no words for the the darkness that has befallen this idea that is like right at the end of the year for the Monster Hunter community. I just don't know. I don't have I, answers for people. I just I love just it because of how out of nowhere it was. Just ending the year with this completely nonsensical topic still going on too there's still stuff about it today mm-hmm. it's not even meme stuff it's people legit arguing over it like okay if if that's you be you like whatever but honestly no this this game as much as i actually like this game the that aspect of it and just infuriates me your your silent not so silent protagonist so there you go um so that's that's uh oh wait those are my dishonorable mentions i i uh i flipped it on accident i'll do my honorable mentions later i did it wrong i read it wrong because i had it written down on differently on my list oops so there you go so uh number three for you sasha um Okay, number three is probably not a not a very popular game, but I did play it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh wow! Uh, I finally okay. came back to it. At I played it in January and February of 2021. I finally went back to it. Um, I think I think I can appreciate it now. Sure, kind of with 
lowered expectations going back to it. <laughs> it reminds me you that, know? that Mad TV thing where it's the Mad TV dating thing. Do you ever see that? That skit? It's called Lowered Expectations. It's like all these dating profiles. Like, you used to do the dating videos. Like, hi, this is me. I feel me. like I have seen that. Yeah, and it's like the tagline of it is Lowered Expectations. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much my experience with Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say on the positive side of it, um, it's just like Mass Effect Three. So mm-hmm. mechanically, it's a it is a sound game. Sure. I must have played it after a lot of patches and things went into it that's because I say. really didn't run into any uh, problems. Yeah, um, there was a my, lot of problems on launch. Like when I I remember. Oh, I remember because I I was a like pre-order of this game, uh, and I had like a real like derpy looking character. Yeah. So it got fixed. I will say that I had loaded up a like a I think like a game that I had maybe like thirty hours in already. I loaded that up, and the face was fixed. Hmm. So good. <laughs> okay. That, yeah. It looked like a normal, like Mass Effect NPC looking face, um, so I, I was satisfied with that. Okay. Um, another, I will say, positive of this is that for people who do play Bioware games, for like the main reason you play a Bioware game, the romance. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that my favorite romance um, in in the Mass Effect series came from Andromeda, and and this comes from a person who loved Garrus and have has played Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 multiple times, loving Garrus, but there's a very um, there's a very steamy romance with one of the... It's actually not one of your party members. It's an NPC um, part of the storyline. Hmm. And if you play as a female character, you can unlock then this like romance piece. Hmm. And hmm. I loved it. I was excited about it. Um, I didn't play any of the multiplayer I was happy to find that there's really not any uh, multiplayer exclusive achievements. Mm-hmm. They're either or achievements. So like do this in single player or do this in multiplayer to unlock the same achievement. So That's good. Yeah, I didn't have to be frustrated with the You didn't like micro transactions and things like yes. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's surprising because I remember when that game came out, I heard nothing but bad things on every podcast I was listening to at the time. Like, everyone was just dogging on it constantly. I was I was <laughs> not happy with it. I, I dealt with it. I think what I ended up doing in the beginning was just turning my helmet on so that I didn't have to look at my weird face. <laughs> um, so you took my stories then, too approach. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I feel like I just got to a certain point where I just, I didn't feel invested because there is no shepherd. There's no, there, there's none of the characters that you loved about the series. It's just the, the world that they built and rolling with it. So then going okay. back in with, again, like those lowered expectations, I'm like, I'm just going to play a Mass Effect game, but I'm not playing Commander Shepard and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So Andromeda, that's a surprising so, one to have to, to have on your number three, nonetheless. I did 
I did enjoy it coming back to it. I'll say that, that I ended up, I hundred percent of the game, um, in like the single player mode, like did all the exploration, got all of the colonies all built up. So I didn't do it because I didn't like the game. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, number three for you, Ace. Number three for me would be Hades. Oh, that's a solid one. That is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really got into it after having bought it and then not played it for a month or two. Mm-hmm. Or actually, I played it a little bit and then I put it down. And then I eventually got back into it and started actually digging into the game and getting through runs and getting more of the story and learning about each of the characters. I have re-downloaded it. I don't think I've picked it up since I re-downloaded it because I was like, all right, I kind of want to do all the end game stuff now. Um, but then again, I started playing a bunch of things I haven't played to begin with. So brand new games. So yeah. Um, so what's been your favorite weapon so far? Um, The spear, I would say. The spear sure. is like my easiest one to get through, and it's got, I would say, the best amount of reach for the amount of strikes you can get in. Mm-hmm. As much um, as I don't like guns and gunning, I think the, the giant gun one is the one I ended up doing the best with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've done a... Arbalist or whatever. I've done a successful run with each of the weapons. But yeah, mm-hmm. the spear is definitely my my go to. Well, I think all of my weapons are like heat three or above, maybe four, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I just like I don't know. I I like the game quite a bit. I like the the combat. Um, so yeah, like so. Did you? When did you play this this year? Like, uh. It's been sporadic. I mean, I think okay. like two or three months ago was my main solid chunk that I played through a bunch of sure. it. Um, I hate the uh, the second to last area you have to go through. Or third, the Elysium area or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, like the one where you cloud. have to fight the Minotaur at the end, yeah. Yeah, I hate the area just because of the grunts in that area. They're so fucking it's a little annoying. rough. Like the difference between them and like the volcano area is like I feel such a stark jump in difficulty at certain points. Yeah. The chariots can fuck you up. Oh yeah. Like the chariots if you're are not, annoying. If the, you're not... the spear and arrow and sword guys, they're all annoying in that area. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the uh fucking butterfly balls yeah yeah the butterfly balls are insanely difficult if you let them like stay around a while it's just too much to deal with despise it (laughs) okay but still a really solid game and you're number Mm three okay yeah i also i also like it when uh when you first get to like the the final area where you have to cross the bridge and Cerberus is there and Zagreus is just like, oh no, not this. 
And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want to fight the dog. And then you don't have to. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm looking something up for the next one I'm going to talk about. <coughs> okay. <clears throat> so, my number three is something I did on Bickering Bucks. So, I did a lot. I, we did a lot of good games this year on this show. But I, again, I'm a big first-person shooter fan, especially when it comes to single-player stuff. Multiplayer stuff I like, too. So, like, Call of Duty, but not as much. Um, you know, Doom, obviously, I talk about that a lot. But Ghost Runner was a game that I've been wanting to play for a long time. Finally got to play it. Loved it. Um, I love Ghost Runner quite a bit. Um, it's not as much as a shooter as it is your first-person sword fighter, but everyone else has bullets, so you just sort of gotta get in there and get out. The gameplay is amazing. It's very kinetic. It's very quick. So, like, a lot of games, it's like, oh, crap, I died. Okay, I gotta wait for the loading screen. Da-da-da. It's like, if you die in Ghost Runner, you hit continue, you're immediately going again. You can actually just, like, visually not hit the death screen. Like, you know you died, hit the button, you're back to running. Like, the the the, the death to, to returning, which was really cool, which is 100% what killed Returnal for me this year. Remember that on PS5? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people really liked that game, and I was like, ah, I can't <clears throat> handle it. like Because it's like, you die, and you watch this cutscene, and then you possibly have to watch a second cutscene, and then... Which you can skip, but the skipping takes like five seconds to, to hold in the button. And then you got to do it twice. And then you got to go back through the beginning area. And you got to go back to where you... Like, you don't get to... But it's like... It's a different kind of game. It's a run game. So you got to go back from the beginning and build up again. Yada, yada. Ghost Runner was just straight up like... Get through the room. Get through the room. Checkpoint, checkpoint. Like a story game. And it was pretty... Fairly linear. But, it, you know, inside the rooms it was different ways to complete the room um essentially you just kill all the enemies and get out and you had some cool special abilities but what really sold this game for me was the soundtrack like really much so and why i pulled up my phone i don't know if you can see it i own the freaking soundtrack i bought it and it is on my regular playlist half of the songs are on my regular playlist on my phone like I just and even just the names of the song I love Infiltrator, Blood and Steel, Forget the Past, Access Denied, Sector, Factory, Celerity, The Orb, Truth to Power, Razor, Vendetta. Vendetta is such a cool song, and it's just like there's these. I I, I like dance. I like that kind of electric stuff. But it, you, there's something about the way that oh, and by the way, the artist's name is Daniel Deluxe. I love that name for for a guy who who does video game music, Daniel mm-hmm. Deluxe. Um, I loved this game. I loved the music. I would be sitting here as I played it on PC, and I think it is on on Xbox and PS uh, Four, I think. Um, and I'll be sitting here like this, like going around with the music. I'm just like, yeah, I'm loving this, and like the oh man. I, it was such it was such an experience. Um, 
it was wow yeah chat was like hey i don't know how the twitch link worked but it did because i did misspell twitch that is an interesting insight anyways (laughs) (laughs) um so uh anyways yeah uh ghost runner was a game that i loved this year um like it was i i still listen to music constantly not like yeah, it's mixed in with my other music a lot of time. But like, if I needed to just sit here and just be doing some menial work, I will put this CD on like a hundred percent. Like, just just go at it. And then the game itself was really cool. Uh, they right after I finished the game announced a Ghost Runner two, and I was like one hundred percent fuck yes. Like <laughs> I'm doing ah uh, yes, G- give me more. Give me more Daniel Deluxe. Give me more Ghost Runner. Give it all. Like I am, I am down. So yeah, Ghost Runner number number three. Nice. Um. All right. Uh. So, uh, number two, Sasha. Uh, number two for me is the Outer Worlds. Okay. I, I played. Played it through twice, I think, this year. I played it through on normal and on hard. Um, I've not, I've not really brought myself to start Supernova. I know I'm gonna get angry, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't have enough time to play video games to get angry while I'm playing video games. So fair. I've, I have a whole strategy in mind. I just, I just know I'm gonna get mad, so I haven't done it yet. So, um, refresh my memory just for my own. Uh, is this the one where they have that satirical, like, company, like, you work for a company out in the space frontier? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's basically Borderlands, but fuck capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, where Borderlands is like, we love capitalism. It's the best thing ever. Um, Outer Worlds was supposed to be like New Vegas in space. So I will say that upon initial playing the game, I was upset. It was not it was not what it was built up to be in my heart um, sure. and in my mind's eye. But it is a really fun game. I I had I had a hell of a time playing it on hard. I felt I felt like really clever a lot of the time. Mm. Uh, I I speech challenged my way through a lot of shit. Okay. Because uh, I I did not play a character that was uh, very combat oriented. Sure. Uh, I, in fact, if I got caught, I would die almost immediately in a lot of the big battles. So mm. that's why I know Supernova is going to piss me off because I have a similar strategy for Supernova, but I can't play with any of my followers because they're on permadeath in Supernova and. Mm. How did you like the? Uh, I can't have them get me caught. Giant mantis monsters on that one planet. Mantisaurs, yeah. yeah, those are that. That was pretty sweet. I liked that. This this is another one of the games that I'm just like I want to play. I want to get to it. I just haven't yet. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I think I think you'll enjoy it in terms of it's basically just a shooter with some skill tree. Mm-hmm. Well, not really like a skill tree, but like abilities some rpg elements yeah Yeah, choose what you're gonna do i will say my first run through was like a run and gun Mm -hmm. 
playing it on normal and it was very, very easy. And then when I played through on hard, I did like high intelligence and charisma, like all the speech and sneak style stuff Mm -hmm. and did a lot more exploration and digging through the game and playing it in a much different way. And it was a lot harder, but uh, I think a little bit more rewarding. By the time I made it to the end of the game, I finished the last mission without drawing my weapon. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. So it was fun. I really liked it. Um, I also loved the DLC because I felt like the DLC was a nice um, break away from the typical style of the game. Like one Mm -hmm. of them is a murder mystery, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. Um, So it really paid off to play that one on my hard run through because my character had all the beefy charisma speech craft Mm -hmm. skills. So I was able to do that one. I, I don't think that I would, get the canon ending if I played it on normal because my character is stupid and doesn't have any (laughs) people skills (laughs) um yeah and then the other DLC does it it is very heavy in the shooting elements but um also has like a nice mystery family drama it's like it has like a soap opera kind of feel to it Mm -hmm. um or like noir-ish it's very cool um and it opens up the planets that were locked in the initial part of the game. Okay. That's so I I highly recommend the game to anybody who likes shooters or RPGs. And it's it's on it's on my list. I, I have I has been purchased. It is just sitting on my computer waiting to play. I just like I said, I've just I think right now I am working on Bloodstained. I have a literal stack of games which I when I finish it, I move it to the other stack. And I like this Christmas season, I have moved over three games. Three? Yeah, three games that I have beaten 100%. One of them which I tried and I was like, "Nope, not for me." I'm going to wait till there is a Dragon Age remaster for all three of those games now. <laughs> oh man, that just the idea of a Dragon Age remaster gives me warm fuzzy feelings. I would 100% play it. I think I I think I legit would be a fan of these games if I could stand A Dragon Age Origins crashing and then B Inquisition, I just, I can't. The aesthetics have just blown me away from that game. I am just, I'm gone. Like, I, I missed the boat on that one. That was just like, nope, I can't take it. It is, it is that hardcore, like, we are trying to be realistic, and it is failing hard. Like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Inquisition. Um, but yeah, Outer Worlds is on my short list to play on the PC, so, I don't know. I may not finish Bloodstained. Bloodstained Ritual of the what, Night is what I'm working on now. The sort of Castlevania one. And it's just... It, I, I don't know. It's not clicking with me. But, um... Then I'm gonna do Far Cry Blood Dragon, because I finally got that. And then I'm gonna... I think I'll probably do Outer Worlds next, because I really do need to get something... I need to get some of these games off my off my list. And stop going back to something like Titan Quest for like the billionth time. Even <laughs> though there is a new expansion, which I haven't got to play the content for. 
but I just don't have a character that far yet. So, um, so yeah, it's just, yeah. So, uh, outer worlds. Um, and what's the name of the expansion? Um, there's murder on, oh, I'm going to butcher it. Gorgon. Arenados, I think mm-hmm. something like that, uh, which is one of the planets. And then, um, and then the other one's the Gorgon one. Terror on Gorgon, which is Terror on Gorgon, yes. Which I I also really love. I always screen grab um, the loading screens for Outer Worlds, and those are my um, my wallpaper on my Xbox because they're like noir science fiction, like pulp sure. posters. It's so cool. Okay, like uh, like my my Star Trek right here. Yeah, on the wall back here. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, so number two, Ace. Number two is actually a number three. Can you guess Okay. It? Actually, number three. Because I'm confused, but you're saying Rise is your actual number two? No. No, he's saying it's the third entry in a series? Essentially, Oh, yes. a number three. It is a third entry in a series. I mean, is it going to be The Last of Us 2? No. Because I would consider the standalone game between The Last of Us 1 and 2. But now, um, 3. Should be pretty obvious. Well, I was going to say Dead Space, but that's not true. I know you love that. Yeah, I haven't played that in a while. I don't know, man. Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. No, you're right. Yeah, we even (laughs) talked about it just now. I like once I said no, I don't know, I knew to leave. Nope. No, you do know it. It is three ultimate, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because we've been playing playing through it here and there throughout the year. And I've been enjoying just going back and playing the older game. It's Mm -hmm. it's definitely a lot less tedious on a controller than it is on a a three DS, but I do have a yeah, mm-hmm. 3D printed grip for my 3DS, so that's made going back and playing some oh, 4 Ultimate easier. It is it it being on a Wii U is a hundred percent why I will go back to that game, and will never go back to 4 Ultimate because I do not want to touch my 3DS in any way again. I hate I, that system. What if I buy Th- like, you a grip? I love. I love the Switch. I, I The Switch, hands down, has been my favorite console since it came out. 3DS can go die in a fire. I hate <laughs> holding that system. <laughs> oh, man. It's my Pokemon machine. It is the only thing I played on 3DS. Uh, Pokemon and Monster Hunter are the only things that touched my 3DS. Outside, when I very first got it, I got Super Mario 3D Land when it, when it came out. Um, that was it. Oh, wait, no. Also had Fossil Fighters, and I love Fossil Fighters. Fossil Fighters is a Pokemon clone where you you uh, genetically alter dinosaurs, like Jurassic Park. And, and instead of catching Pokemon, you dig up fossils, and depending on how well you dig the fossil, you get a better uh, statted, like, better IV uh, dinosaur. It's actually really cool. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, three ultimate, um, lots of cool things about three ultimate. 
Um, again, I, I, you know, there's so many games I wish had a remaster because they're so good. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't think Monster to... Hunters are ever going to get remastered. I just want them to remaster the entire series or release a a giant ass game that just has like every single town and map in the world. Be wow. awesome. Like put it all in one game, like an MMO. Mm-hmm. Have it be almost like a okay. almost like a fusion between like Witcher, Skyrim, and Monster Hunter Rise. You mean Elder Scrolls Online? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want that. Well, Capcom yeah. at least does does their games pretty well. I think they'd be able to handle it if they went for Yeah, it. but but making something an MMO is like way different. Now, I would prefer just straight up remasters if they could. Mm-hmm. Um, but them fixing stuff like hitboxes is going to be like a big, I don't know, to do. Not that it isn't technically possible, but it does greatly alter the play experience of the game. Like, right. A lot of people had trouble going back to th- uh, um, Generations Ultimate from World. Like, Generations Ultimate to World was like, it was a big step up. So when you go take a step back, and 3 Ultimate, like I said, quality of life-wise, oof. Way <laughs> oof. Like, I have, like, there's so many things that are just, I take for granted in Monster Hunter these days, like item loadouts. So get this, Sasha. This game really wants you to take your own healing and, uh, like, items and that kind of stuff. You have an inventory. You prepare. You take the stuff with you. Because once you're on a mission, you can not you can make more. But, like, it's generally you just take that stuff with you. Item sets are this thing. You go up to the box. You say, I'm going to use item set one. It throws everything that's not in that set in the inventory and pulls everything that's in your set into your inventory. Basically, like a three-button push, everything sorted, organized, you're done. Does not exist in 3 Ultimate. Not a thing. You have to manually go in and menu everything in and out on this game. And it's got, like, an animation time on putting stuff in and out. And it's just... Going backwards in this series is so infuriating. (laughs) It's not that bad. Come on. It's a great game. I can't disagree. But the quality of life is infuriating to me. <laughs> You've been too spoiled. Yes. And I like it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, 3 Ultimate is a solid game. Um, I did play that some with you and uh, with Joy-Con J, uh, who we had on a couple weeks ago. We did play a little bit with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still got to get me through uh, G-Rank and get on to uh, Abyssal Lagaikris and all the other elders in the end of the game. Okay. We do. We do. I'd like to actually complete every quest on that game like I thought I had and apparently had not. So we'll get there. I just, you know, it's going to be a crazy work week again. I'm going to be at the uh, nuclear plant by myself for the company because uh, Dad and Chance are in Kentucky doing this other job we've been wiring for all week. So 
I get to go on a nuclear site by myself and teach people how to download something because I'm not allowed to do it myself. I have to tell people how to download software. That's how this has to go. Nice. Yep. This is my work week coming up, and it's going to be like eight hours every day of me sitting there telling a person how to do a job. Ooh, Sasha. Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is on sale for $16 right now on the eShop. I feel like you guys just made a really strong case for why I should start with Rise. not that one in the series. Yeah, start with Rise. I'm, I, yeah. Yeah. If we want a hooker, let's stick with Rise. That's, that's. But that got... one's also fun because you've got all the uh, skills and uh, extra bonuses that you can do. I forget what they're called. The Hunter Arts. Yes, that. And the Hunter Styles, yes. It's a very different game, yes. Um, so 3 Ultimate uh, is your number two for the year. So lots of Monster Hunter on Ace's list. So so where is Monster Hunter Rise for you? Are you going to wait to reveal that? Or have we? is it number one for you? No, it was number five. Cause... Okay. But it wasn't ranked when you said it. Yeah, so I I have my I had my four, and then I have that as just like it's automatically going to be on the list. Like okay. pretty much pretty much any Monster Hunter game that comes out in that year is going to be on the list. So I would, yeah sure yeah no I would reserve slot five as the well duh spot. Okay, because my number two because I did one hundred percent rank this is Monster Hunter Rise. My number two is Rise. So we don't have to talk about that. We talked about Rise with uh, your number five. Um, Yeah, Rise is an amazing game. Hopefully Sasha gets into it. (laughs) Hopefully we can convince her. Maybe. That's that's why I said hopefully. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it, it is... I, I I am learning. I am learning as a person that it is okay that someone may not like on Monster Hunter. Uh, I have never never gotten angry at someone for not liking Monster Hunter, but <laughs> at the same time, I have. Well, I've I've never tried it, so I don't have an opinion. So. Right. Okay, so um, we are to what were supposed to be the dishonorable mentions, but I was at goofus and did it in the honorable mention slot. So your guys dishonorable mentions and then my honorable mentions and then number one. I just have one dishonorable mention. Okay. And it's gems of war. I understand like my, I understand this. Yes, <laughs> I did play it's... that this year too. <laughs> It's like my crack. I honestly, it's it filled like a void that WoW left, like this like weird like addiction that I have mm-hmm. for games. Um, this one, I don't know why. No, I do know why. My job is to study behavior. I one hundred percent know why this what this game is doing to me on like a behavioral mental level. Um, yeah. But here's why it's on my dishonorable mention uh, number one on that and only entry on the list is. I came back to Gems of War after not playing for like a year. Um, I was in like 
a guild that was super, super serious about everything. Like, you've got to get the max seals every week, and you've got to do your towers, and you've got to do whatever the events were. And mm-hmm. and then I ended up quitting because I too much just pressure. was tired of gems being a job. Yeah. Like, like just want to log in, play for 20 minutes, not, oh, I've got to put like an hour and a half in every day or I get kicked out of my guild. Mm-hmm. So I quit the guild and then I just like didn't, I deleted the game and I didn't play. So I came back in about a month ago to play. There's so much more content, which that's nice to see. But what I can't stand is all the constant alerts and pop-ups for all of the shit that they want you to buy. Mm-hmm. The game is free. So leave me alone. I have more than enough content to play before you need to nickel and dime me for things. Mm-hmm. Stop telling me that this is free. Stop or that this this I can get this for only 99 cents and 9.99 and 24.99. And then there's one, there's this new thing called the Shrine of Cunning. And every time that you beat a level or you do a treasure chest thing or any and you get any kind of gold it gives you your gold and then it also puts some of it into the shrine and then when you fill the shrine you can buy that gold for 9.99 and that resets every week which i don't need that i play as like rogue class so i i'm raking in the gold and i played the shit out of this game so i've got all my kingdoms up past level 10 i'm bringing in a bunch of gold i don't need this but the alert never goes away mm. it's like having emails or like text messages on your phone and then not checking it just leaving the notification on always <laughs> and it bothers me so much yeah so. yeah i so that's why i i understand that i I'm one of those people, my email is spotless. Everything is read, everything is organized, and if it's not needed, it's deleted. Like. Exactly. So I understand. I understand this problem. Like. Yes. Oh, man. And I, I have learned to, because I'm in a couple discords that I don't follow, a lot of the the, the, the chattering going on that I will just periodically right click it and say all are red. I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to see the little white mark next to that little channel. It's us all. I've read it all. I didn't, but I've read it all because <laughs> I don't like seeing that notification there. Um, yeah, I get it. I get it. I played a lot of gems of war myself. I was not to your level, um, but I did install it on steam and I was playing it on my computer for a while while listening to podcasts or something. Um, Cause I, I normally have a game that I like to try to play while I'm listening to a podcast. And while I've been playing, also mine. Yeah. And while I've been playing, uh, while I've been playing Jurassic world evolution two, that's been the case because I don't need, because like it's not a lot of dialogue and you don't need to pay attention a lot to what's going on other than visually then it's perfect for a podcast game. So Jurassic world has taken that up for me so far, but I I am hitting a tipping point with Jurassic world where I am going to be putting that down. And we are doing that for bickering bucks too. So like, but I am, I have hit the amount of content I need to talk about the game. And I think there's, there's like, I I think I'm not going to hundred percent this game. Cause like, I'm not, it's gotten too hard. It's like a tornado comes in and it wrecks the whole park 
and I go into a $2 million debt and I have to reload the save. And it's just like, it's not worth it at this <laughs> point to keep playing. Like, I'm just, nice. I'm just hoping I don't get a tornado every 15 minutes or something. Like, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many damn tornadoes in Jurassic World for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yes, somebody, there's an act of God telling you to stop messing with DNA of dinosaurs. I know. Life, uh, it, the current mission is to... The current story mission in the game right now is to create the Indominus Rex. Like I am currently trying to do the the bad genetics right now. And then it's just like, no, your whole park is lost. You're in debt. It is unrecoverable. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm like, jeez, game. Jeez, why are you doing this? Um Okay, so Gems of War, dishonorable mention. Um, Ace, what is your dishonorable mention? Um, I technically don't have one because generally when I game, I go for stuff that I'm interested in and know that I'll usually like. So I usually don't play anything that I end up disliking. Sure. That's fair. That can happen. Um, yeah, that's, I had a hard time coming up with like more than just gems of war pissing me off for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can be a responsible consumer and know about your product beforehand, uh, unlike me. Yes, you, you can You can totally be that way, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> so I will now do my honorable mentions because I screwed up and did my dishonorable mentions. Um, uh, the first two, um, again, I covered my opinions on these on Bickering Bucks. Um, they're great. I love them. Go play them. Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. Um, Sasha, uh, if, I know you don't have... A, you just got the Switch not that long ago. If you're familiar with Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors is a Legend of Zelda spinoff of it. And Age of Calamity is another spinoff of that spinoff of the Zelda Samurai Warriors that is actually canon to the story, apparently. And is really cool. Has a really cool, like, emotional beats. Um, it's got a time travel story kind of thing. I mean, Zelda's not unknown for time travel. But I love... There's a pa there's a fact, uh, a part in the game where the, the Zoras, which are the fish people, like, it's like, you're you're going to lose. Like, you're someone's going to die. And in the, in the Breath of the Wild storyline it is known that certain characters died because you jump forward and you learn about how they die in Breath of the Wild. Well, Age of Calamity is like playing the timeline that you skipped, essentially. So you get to play the missions or whatever that these people died. And then they throw a wrench in that and they say, guess what? They actually lived. And here's how. And it's actually a really cool way that they did it. And one of them is, uh, uh, Mifa, who's the Zora, her younger brother from the future pops in and his name's Sidon. And he just out of nowhere. And I called it suddenly Sidon. Cause it made me think of suddenly Seymour. It's like suddenly Sidon. <laughs> <laughs> and the way he comes in, he's got the cheesy smile, like a twinkle on his teeth and stuff like super, like flashy and stuff. Oh, it's so good. It's such a fun game. 
Um, and it's, of course, it's the Dynasty Warriors style of combat, killing thousands of enemies with combos and stuff. Um, it's really cool. Um, Metroid Dread um, also just recently did a, a bickering bucks for this. Metroid Dread is a really awesome game. Now, Metroid's usually a pretty awesome series. Metroid Dread was amazing. I don't need to say too much about that. We also did bickering bucks on that. The one I want to talk about is another one that I finished within this Christmas break since we've talked called Kronos before the ashes. And, um, there's a game that was on PS4 and Xbox called remnant, uh, from the ashes. It is a, it is a prequel to remnant. Now remnant is like a co-op buddy, like survival first person or third person shooter thing. This is a Dark Souls clone, and I was not expecting that at all. This is like a like a weird Dark Souls like game, and it does it in a really weird way. Because Dark Souls is known for having like you kill something, you get like soul energy, and soul energy is not only your currency but also how you level up. It's like everything, and you die, it drops on the ground. And you go get it, or if you die before you go get it, you lose it all. So it's got this risk-reward mechanic. And of course, it's known for being hard and having difficult bosses and only limited healing and yada yada. Well, it's kind of like that, except no currency. And you level up just like a traditional RPG. Kill monsters, you level up. You get experience, there's no mechanic like that it's like taking it's like here's all this innovation that dark souls did to make a pseudo like a very stressful difficult game and let's pull back the stress and difficulty just a little bit as far as the mechanics go like execution wise still pretty difficult but like take those mechanics and make them more traditional rpg you're finding weapons you're upgrading weapons just just the same as you would in dark souls it's just really weird it's like a really weird like half step back from a dark souls game to like a more traditional rpg and it's actually really cool it's got a cool story uh it's like humanity is decimated by this dragon and your mission is to kill the dragon and you are an 18 year old man or woman whichever you choose and um when you die you get kicked out of the world that you're trying to save. You get kicked out because you have to go through this like warp stone to get to the dragon because you got to go kill him in his world or whatever. And you get kicked out and you come back a year later. So the cool thing about this game is you die. You don't necessarily die. You just get kicked out, but you're a year older. So you progressively age every time you die. Hmm. So my character was 64 when I beat the game. Um, and every 10th, like every 10th year, starting at 20, cause you start at age 18, you get a new perk or ability to make the game easier instead of harder. Cause a dark souls thing would make it harder. This game just trying to make it easier. And it also has this thing where traditional RPG, you put stuff into stats. You got strength, dex, vitality, and arcane. So magic, right? Well, when you're younger, the points to uh, the level up points to get two level up points 
Strength, dex, and vitality are worth one point. As you get older, they get more expensive. But as you get older, arcane gets less expensive. So it's actually a really cool, like, it's dealing a lot with age. And I was like, I've never seen a game do that. Uh, and that's why it's called Kronos. <laughs> Part of it. And it's a fun game. It's really good fantasy elements to it, too. Difficult fights. Like, even lower level enemies are pseudo dangerous. Um, at the end of the game, I only had four healing potions at a time. And unlike Dark Souls, like where you hit the camp and it's like, hey, all your health stuff is refueled. No. Your health stuff doesn't refuel until you die. So, like, if you're like, <laughs> if you use your, like, you get fucked up by an early enemy and you're like, I'm trying to progress, you're like, you're probably just going to die. Um, so you kind of have to make choices then. Yeah. Like decide, is it worth saving your health flasks to push progress further or just die restart it's easier get all your stuff refreshed right right and this was this was another one i was considering 100 achievements until i read the one that said beat the beat the game before the age of 21 i was like so die three times or less no thanks i'm not doing that i was like nope no i'm not doing that because I did play this on the hardest difficulty um, as well. I don't know what got in me to just immediately put this Dark Souls-ish game at the hardest difficulty when I played it. But yeah, so that's that's my honorable mention. Because um, it was a solid game. Um, I think right after Kenna, that's the game I started. So I beat Kenna. And then like that night I started Kronos. And then three days later I beat Kronos. Like, nice. It wasn't super long. It was really fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I might actually play through Kronos again. Like, I might actually... It's cool because there's all sorts of different weapons you can play with. There's a, there's a flail. You don't see a flail a lot in games. But yeah. it's like a futuristic flail where it looks like a mace at first. But when you swing it, it, it the head comes off the... Uh, the stick and the chain was coiled up inside. So it swings out and swings back, kind of like a flail whip. It's actually really cool. Hmm. Um, but I ended up... Uh, I dangerous. ended up... Yeah, but it's a game, so you don't hurt yourself because... <laughs> yeah. It was actually really cool, and you have to like jump between timelines too because like one of the areas that's like, Hey, you're in like this enchanted forest with all these satyrs and stuff. And it's like, okay, of course the satyrs all evil and try to kill you and they're difficult to kill. But, uh, you find this expedition camp of humans from a long time ago. And it's like, you found this weird plastic card, huh? The elders talked something about this. And it's actually the access key card to like the, the decrepit building that you have to be, uh, to get to, you have to actually progress through the game go back into like the real world and swipe your access card at this like hospital to open up a door. And it's actually really cool. It's like, why would he be in that, that one hospital? It's very, un very weird that that one access card would work, but whatever. It's a game. It's the only access card in the game. So it's got to work. Um, it was cool. I liked it a lot. Um, I liked the sort of step back from the dark souls formula, but still keeping within that sort of dark, dark souls mentality. 
Um, because that is a frustrating thing to just sort of lose progress like you do in Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. Now, to be fair, I know that if you die enough times that there is a perk at the level uh, at the age of 80. I didn't get that far, thankfully. Um, but I don't know if it just stops aging you at some point or if it stops mattering. Like, I don't know if you can get to 100 or not. So that would be a concern. But, I mean, I did beat it at age, I think it was 64 or 61 um, on the hardest difficulty. So I'm not too worried. It's not like I'm an amazing player. So I'm not too worried about that. But, yeah, I, I never saw the level 70 and 80 or not level. It's hard because level and age are different. Um, the age 80 and 70 perks, I never saw them. So... Although I do like one of them, um, like I think it was the it was the, either the sixty or the fifty. It's like old grumpy or something like that was the name of the perk, and it's basically like, hey, you know how it's like harder to get strength and dex and vitality at this age. We're just gonna give you fifteen points in those for picking this perk. <laughs> nice. It's like, like. And the thing is, like, you have forgotten uh, more about battle than than some people have learned in their entire lives. Is how much you know about battle? I think was what it was. It was, just, it was actually really cool. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's my honorable mention. Honorable mention, Cronus from the Ashes. It was on Xbox and PS4. So Xbox One and PS4, I think. Uh, it might have been just PS4. I don't know, but I think I saw it on Xbox. It was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, and uh, now we're down to our number ones. All right, so my number one is my most recently completed game, um, and actually, it came out in uh, in twenty twenty one. I know I was saying last time that I don't think I played anything that came out this year, but. Okay. I can't stop thinking about the Forgotten City. I am. I, I went and played it after we last recorded, and I I ended up like beating it. And when I when everything revealed itself to me, my jaw dropped. I'm like, oh my god! I started texting my sister in law. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I started texting her all of my thoughts about this game. And then I've got um, I've got some staff members that I I know play video games, so I'm like, you guys ever heard of uh, Forgotten City? You guys got you guys got Game Pass? It's free. You should play it. Trying to get everyone to play it. Mm -hmm. um, it is. No, this is the the trapped Romans one, right? The one they're trapped in the time. Yeah. Room? Okay. Yeah, I did. Yep. I did pick this yep. up. It is on my list as well. So. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give anything away because I I don't want to ruin that for you. It is or anybody else that is gonna play it, but it's so oh it's so cool. I I will say when everything revealed itself to me, I felt a little like oh that everything was very on the nose had I been paying attention, mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't because everything I was trying to figure out um, how to navigate the story without breaking the golden rule sure um but i got to a certain point where i decided that uh it was necessary to break the golden rule in very specific 
and then like like at points you had to break the golden rule and then i would just go crazy once the statues came to life and started trying to kill everybody <laughs> like all right i already fucked up this timeline so i'm gonna go run to this place and steal this gold and then run to the market and steal this item and then run into this place and steal this and then run back and loop back to restart the timeline okay nice. so um it is uh I can't stop thinking about it. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it without spoiling the story for people. Fair. But it's very smart. It's a very well-written um, story. All of the, to get the canon ending, you do need to reboot the story um, or the timeline a few times. Um, because as you make mistakes, you learn how to save certain people or to correct their their lives i guess when you reboot it and come through again um when i was talking to my sister-in-law um she got a different ending than me so there's Mm. four different endings to the game um ending four of four is what the game is calling the canon ending Mm. um okay but there there's one ending that i would say is very bad very bad and you can do it um without looping through at all so like play the game without breaking the law and without looping Mm. um and then there's two other depending on if you are feeling like you want to ruin a specific person's (laughs) a specific person's life i guess yeah 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 i don't know i'm trying i'm trying to be like very vague because i don't i don't want to spoil it sure it's so it's so good i I strongly encourage you to play it if you picked it up. It's it's not a long game. I think to get the canon ending and not... I didn't look up anything. I just was like... It feels very, like, missed. Um, probably took me, like, eight to ten hours. Sure. Something like that. Okay. And then I started to play through it again and making some different choices, and I'm, it, I'm like, an hour into the game, and I'm almost done. Mm. So... Once you know what you're doing, it's fair. Different. Okay. Alrighty. So, so it's Forgotten City, right? Yes, the Forgotten City, okay. which it is free on Game Pass. Uh, my sister-in-law played it on Steam, and she said that um, she she thought her game was like buggy and clunky, um, but that is also what my experience was like on. Uh, xbox as well uh the only difference is that xbox told you the game was loading like a little loading ticker came up but on pc it didn't so she just thought her game was breaking oh Oh, okay so if you do play that there are specific points where like you're about to walk into an area and it does take a tick to load Mm. but okay doesn't happen at all during any of the like combat or running sequences it's just during the walking and exploration okay alrighty so Forgotten City number one for Sasha um Ace your number numero uno my number one is the spiritual successor to Shadow of the Colossus pray for the gods that just came out okay. recently. So you got... How far have you gotten in it? Oh, I finished the game. Okay. Now I'm in the 
in the just explore around and dig around and see what I can find phases. Okay. Trying to find all the stuff that I missed and just find stuff that is still just hidden. Hmm. So does it have like an actual end game or you just like you loaded oh. before like the last boss? Because like like uh, Shadow of the Colossus, it was like you finished the game and it was done. Like you killed the last boss, unavoidable, game's done. Uh, you kill the last boss and then you uh, wake up in your sort of respawn area. But now all of a sudden everything, there's like a, there's a choice to either continue with the game or you can continue exploring outside. Um, I just went for finishing the game right away, but Mm -hmm. you can still explore after. Um, And it kicks off like the, this magical, I don't know, procedure or whatever that like supposedly frees up the world, but then there are all these uh, fire giants that you have to deal with at the end. So Mm. it's essentially a, a marathon of bosses at the end. Oh, like a boss rush mode. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to. So in the in the game, different from Shadow of the Colossus, instead of taking a sword and stabbing them in their weak points, they just have weak points that have like these bells that you have to pull out and then shove back in, so you have to ring them. And it's like three okay. point three times per per weak spot. Um, mm. And the the end boss is a giant flying lava snake okay yeah and there's all right there's some hidden points on it that you have to figure out in order to be able to get to its weak points to ring the bells and finish sure. it off so a little more involved i mean mm-hmm. yeah shadow of the colossus was like that with some of them you had to do certain things to expose the weak points mm-hmm. like uh I call it a lizard. Sometimes I call it a turtle. The one that's in the arena that shoots lightning at you. Like, you had to make it climb up a wall, then shoot its, like, cut its foot, make it land on its back to get it to its weak point. Yep. Stuff like that. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, Pray for the gods. Although although I will say the uh, final boss that you actually fight before all those other ones was a Mm -hmm. pain in the fucking ass. To deal with. Sure. And I feel bad for Andrea because she was working at the time. So she was like 10 feet away from me going mentally insane. Just trying to finish <laughs> off this boss. Son of a bitch! So, yeah, I get it, yeah. A little yeah. more quiet than that, but yeah. So essentially, just it's just like... Fuming. A, it's yeah. like a goat satyr thing. Uh, So what you have to do is there's... If the area starts out, there are like these little... Oh, don't spoil it for me. I do plan on playing this. But the frustration for Twan. Okay. So essentially, essentially, you have to break off parts of its body first. And then you have to climb up its leg to its first weak point. Then you have to go across uh, off of like a swinging pendulum thing that it's like on its beard and then you have to jump off of that onto the other side of its leg because you can't go between the two legs 
just as is, because mm-hmm. there are parts blocking. Then you have to climb up that leg, run across the platform, jump onto its arm, get the weak point on its arm, while not getting blasted because it has lasers, it has a laser collar that it can use to shoot you with, and apparently I never like let myself have it happen, but apparently it's a one-shot kill. Oh, uh, okay. So then you have to go from like the weak point on its shoulder down to its arm where it'll like start blasting its arm. You have to wait for it to bring it up by like its head so you can jump off onto its back. <laughs> and then there are so two pillars and then there are two pillars on each of its side that you have to get it to blast off these things on it itself yeah it does get basically get it shoot itself okay <laughs> all right yeah sounds complicated it's a lot more involved than shadow of the colossus i'm getting it yeah i was so frustrated it was probably an hour and a half that i was spending on that guy because one of the things that would happen a lot is transitioning from the first leg and trying to get onto the pendulum I would usually mm-hmm. wait for wait for him to try to shake me off because that usually gave a little bit longer of a delay. But what kept happening is that I would try to jump off its first leg to the, the pendulum, and right as I jump off, it like moves. So the pendulum just swings right the fuck out of the way, and I'm like, of... "Gotcha, okay, all right." So pray for the gods. That's another one I plan on playing too. There's so many things I want to play, and I'm still not even done with my list. Like, I have, like I said, Bloodstained, Extinction, and I'm going to do um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the new one that came out still. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Blood Dragon, and then those there. Oh, my gosh. There's just too much to play this year. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, my number one, uh, I've talked about this game quite a bit recently uh, and i'm shocked it's my number one because i picked it up on a whim but uh tales of arise is my number one i saw that coming I like it, it was, was just the top three it was just a stellar game that was like it's not my normal kind of game it's not my normal it's very japanese it's very <laughs> anime it is very it is full of those tropes that I normally don't like, but like mm-hmm. it does them in its own different way that made it interesting instead of boring or it didn't make me roll my eyes. Um, there's a lot of like really interesting discussions there that the characters have, like all, all of the six characters that, that are playable um including your main character have there there are tropes to them that you can see in in especially in anime shows and stuff like that because as much as i don't like anime as much as other people i still see them through my brother and the occasional ones that i watch but the every character had like sound motivations and reasons for what they were doing even the bad guys really did it's kind of weird 
It's one of the few games that you don't agree with the bad guys, but you see why it happened. I mean, kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. And no way are they justified in their actions, but at the same way, you're like, okay, so that's why you did that. Um, you're wrong, and, and you have to die. But... <laughs> um, like, I get what's, what's going on here. Um, it delves into some heavier <coughs> issues that you don't see... A, I mean, you just see a lot more these days in games. You know, games used to shy away from anything political or social uh, in, in a lot of those aspects. This very much goes into racism, classism, and um, even stuff like generational racism. Not just like on the surface, like, hey, we're different and that's bad. Just like ingrained race. There's actually, they actually tackle some ingrained racism. Um, mm-hmm. Like some of those behaviors. And it's like, holy cow. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's a little deeper on this subject that I'm used to seeing in a game. Um, and it's not, it doesn't do it in a very, I don't know. It takes itself seriously, but not too seriously too. Like, you know, you have these heavy discussions, but then again, you have like, I don't know, 60% of the conversations between people are about food. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but they're like, I don't know. And, and it's actually kind of cool because you're actually kind of rooting for all the characters in in a way. And you're, you're like, yes, I, you know, I want to have something. And there's actual, like the relationship that is built between the main character and the pseudo other main character is like, even if it doesn't, even if it didn't turn out to be a romantic relationship, which spoilers, it does because they've been showing that throughout the whole game. But even if it didn't turn out to be romantic, you can understand that there is a connection there because you actually see it. Right. It's not like a it's not like some movies that you watch where it's just like, hey, we're suddenly together because that's what you want to see. It's not like there's no chemistry. And then there's like they're just together like this is you actually get to see a budding relationship between all these people, you know, friendships, whether it be more than friends or just friends. You actually get to see them interact. And even if you don't go through like the ingrained dialogue like I did, like I tried to do every single dialogue Cause you'll have like an instance, like you get done with a fight and you'll see on the bottom right of the screen, there's a little prompt that says, Hey, let's talk about this. And you don't have to do it. It's optional, but it'll mm-hmm. go into this like sort of like comic book cut scene of like them talking about what happened or what's going through <coughs> their mind or whatever. Um, really in depth, just on the, the, the dialogue and talking more so than I would normally care to do in a game. And, but I enjoyed it. They did it in a great way. Um, the combat was stellar. I mean, I, it's just like the final phase, not just like, but it's very close to the final phase seven remake combat, which people seem to like, but it's like, I don't know if I will say better because I feel it's better, but I feel that also might be a very subjective opinion to say it's better. Um, so to me, it was a lot better because you could just focus on one person and I don't have to be, I don't have to have the high level brain of thinking about six characters at once and doing inputs for six different things at once. I can do one, one character at a time. Um, 
And there was a lot of stuff to do in the game. And there's like I don't I don't even have an expansion. The base game had like <coughs> what what was it what was it had? Like fifty six hours in it? Mm-hmm. Like it was a solid like a solid game experience that I was very hooked into that I played a long time that sorta, of, you know sorta of kicked off me playing a lot of things that were um like on my list to play. Right. Uh, it's just an amazing game. Like there's no no bones about it to me. Like it's it is number one by far. I loved Monster Hunter Rise. Don't get me wrong, but Monster Hunter Rise is a certain kind of game that I enjoy for gameplay and ecology. I don't. You're not getting any sort of emotional attachment per se, or you're not getting that kind of content out of it usually, unless for some mm-hmm. reason. A Wivarian is your waifu, and you're upset because she legs eggs. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man! Um, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't get that attack. I love it. Monster Hunter is my number one series, but like, and I loved Rise is my favorite Monster Hunter, but Tales Tales of Arise just one up to this year on so many different levels. Um, because I got frustrated with Rise eventually because. The thing I like to do, crown hunting, is incredibly difficult in Rise. And I'm hoping Sunbreak fix that, fixes that. Also, I'm going to be muscling through some content, which I may end up not enjoying. Even though I love the series. Like, because grinding is grinding, right? Like, grinding is normally not fun, even in your favorite games. Like, so... And that's what crown hunting is, is grinding. And I want to see that alleviated. And it's just not there. There's just not a good way to do it. Um, so, yeah. like I, Yeah, that's it. Tales of Arise. And, yeah, I, I guess you might have saw that coming. Because I did talk about it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And it blew my mind. Like, the, like, me talking about that plot for that game was just like, I have to tell someone. Because, like, this plot is insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how i feel about the forgotten city but the whole point of the game is to discover the plot sure yeah i don't think that's the point of the game with arise i think it's the relationships that are made along the way as well as sort of figuring out that plot but i skimmed over so much talking about it like so much um because you know 56 hours of dialogue i don't think i'm gonna do that on a on a podcast although so whatever so yeah that was our our games of 2021 um uh just a little bit of thing i was super happy this week because uh 2021 was our best year for the podcast um Mm -hmm. ever since i started this in 2017 when you start in october you're not going to get a lot of listeners in a year right and when you you got what three months to, to to handle three or four months to handle as many listeners as you do but then i peaked the next year and every other subsequent year went down in listeners. And I was just like, it's whatever. I do this for a hobby. I do this for fun. But I do want to see growth. And I was really happy that we, the best year was last year uh, for for the podcast. Like, we we gained a lot of listeners. And, you know, like, a lot of people joined in the Discord at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just, it was a good year for us. Um, and I just would like to... Uh, I don't know. I'd like to thank everybody who listened and that kind of thing. It was a 
It was a great year for us. And I hope we can do just as good or better this year. We'll have to see. Well, yeah. I mean, it's day one. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to... Uh, it's hard to see on day one. Might have to uh, resort to talking about eggs more often. Oh, boy. I don't, those, I don't know. Get those meme views sh- in. Get the meme views in. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, anything else to say before we close it out tonight? Okay. Um, so, I've told you guys the years, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Let me let me reiterate. I still haven't done any more. Uh, but next week we are continuing the guess the game. Um, holy crap! Guess the game game show. Open- Yes. Uh, I'm going to open that up another time. Holy crap. So do you guys still have the years written down or something? I do. We have 2003, 2008, 2012, 2017, 2019. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just wanted to go open up the document and it was full of gibberish because I opened it up on the wrong thing and I didn't want to open it up on the stream. (laughs) I was like, "What the heck?" Oh, you know why? Because it's in a it's in an Excel Excel sheet and not like a Notepad thing. That's why. That's why. Because I tried to open it up in Notepad, and it looked like garbage. Anyway, so yeah. So next week is our second game show. Um, we do have a fourth coming on for that. Um, Jacob from the Bickering Bucks is going to come on, and okay. be the contestant on that. Uh, I have told him the years. I just have to remind him that he's going to be on the show. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, we all get busy. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, also this week is also going to be this episode of the game of the year discussion with the bickering bucks. So we're going to do, I'm going to do this again and talk about the same games, but you get to hear the other people's uh, games of their year as well. Um, I will probably do it in the correct order this time too. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so, alrighty. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Happy New Year, because it is January 1st as we're recording. Of course, the, I'll probably have this out tomorrow if I have the time, I think. Yeah, it's hard with the girls sometimes, but we'll see. So, yeah. Um, have a good night, everybody. Uh, at Hunter Sub Pod on Twitter. Uh, at Ace Badger Gaming for Ace. And mm-hmm. be sure to join the Discord if you want to talk to any of us, Sasha or anyone. Because, uh, you know, Sasha doesn't do Twitter. So, um, of course, you know, we, we stream here on Twitch. And then also, if you're listening uh, and you prefer to listen elsewhere, we also do this on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, and uh, Spotify. And, of course, direct RSS feeds as well, whichever podcast app you use. So... Uh, Have a good night, folks, and uh, we will catch you next week for the game show. So, later. Bye-bye.